Blog Talk Radio. But His presence 
Don't forget to subscribe. Hallelujah, Jesus. Uh, Brother Lewis, can you hear me this morning? I asked Sister Dot and she couldn't hear me either. So I'm trying to figure out uh, if I can be heard this morning. If not, we're moving right along, right along. Okay, okay. It was supposed to be fixed. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And uh, we move it on this morning in Jesus' name. We're grateful unto him in our area. We are preparing uh, for Nicole, the storm, the hurricane, whatever this thing is. And uh, they said it was going to spread wide and come through Florida, all the way up here to northeast Florida. And yesterday when I checked on it, you know, heard some information, it was headed for Miami and then the Bahamas and all down in there. But they said it would come up. Uh, as far as northeast Florida, this morning they were telling me that it would go, uh, the winds and all of that would go as far as New England. So not my will today, but God will be done. It's looking a little cloudy here this morning, and we may get a little sunshine later on, and we may get a little rain, you know, until this thing. And tomorrow they say we'll really get the rain and the wind. But whatever God allows, we accept what he allows. And we can do all the preparation that we want to do and still end up in a bad situation because it's not our will, but his will must be done. That's like people, you know, lose all the weight and then die. Well, okay. They was losing the weight so they wouldn't die. Ah, life is what it is. And we accept what God allowed again this morning and we trust him. I can't trust me. I don't know which way to go. And I really don't know what to do, but I trust Almighty God. Hallelujah. And he leads and guides. And whatever I need to do now, he's going to speak in my spirit. Do this, do that. I look in the cabinets, make sure you got non-perishable items you don't have to cook that you can eat, uh, vegetables that you like that you don't have to cook, that, you know, that kind of thing. And so we thank for water. You got bottled water. You got water in the bathtub. You got your filter on. You got your this on. That Yeah. And so I'm good. I'm good. And I thank God uh, for his wisdom. And so it's just me, you know, so I don't need a whole lot anyway. And I, But you can give me a good book. And I, I can read some of these good books that people have written and shipped to me, you know, so that I could read it. And, um, and you know, encourage Jesus in the morning to purchase the books. I can read some of those books, yeah. But God is faithful. Uh, to us, and we are thankful. 
Today I had uh, Pastor uh, Charles Stanley coming, and I could not find the message. I could not find it. But guess what? I found the wolf is at the door. I did find that. <laughs> that is strange to me. And I was uh, preparing to uh, promote it everywhere and, and announce it everywhere and advertise it everywhere. And this is what comes to me to write. Many remember Little Red Riding Hood. Many, you know, and they remember the wolves. Uh, many remember the three pigs. I'll huff and puff until I blow your house down. The wolf said. So the wolf is at the door. And this type wolf, uh, he's not playing no games. Now, we may play some games. But he's not playing any kind of games. And what I see is people trying to get more. More money, uh, more power, more this, better that, stronger. That's what I see. Until it's got the church folks doing the same thing. But the people of God, we're preparing for his return. We're not preparing for what they say going to go on in the earth. And all this other stuff. But we're preparing for his return. We're preparing to share the good news of Jesus more so that none will perish. That, that's what we're doing. Now, this stuff that the world doing, I'm not following their pattern. I know who holds my future. I know who holds my tomorrow. Okay, Brother Lua, I thought I saw you say that. Okay. All right. Let, let, let's pray for Brother Lewis this morning. He's having a bit of uh, pain in his right eye. So let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. We thank you for all you've done, for what you're doing right now, and Father, for what you're going to do today for us. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you the praise. Father, touch and heal Brother Lewis right now. Stop the pain in the right eye, and God, whatever is causing this, we bind it up from the root and cast it to the pits of hell, never to return again in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you would rebuke whatever is causing this pain in his right eye. You rebuke it, God, in the name of Jesus, and we thank you this morning. We give you glory, we give you honor and praise for your healing power for Louis this morning. And, Lord, all those that have requested prayer, the lady with the tumor on the stem of a neck, God, we, a, a, a stem of a brain, Lord, we ask that you would dissolve this thing. Dissolve it and let it disappear into nothing in the name of Jesus. And when they check it again, they will find nothing there. No surgery needed, nothing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And, Father, all those that have requested prayer, Sister Mira Ann this morning. Lord, you know where she's standing in need of moved by your spirit for her today in a mighty way, oh God. We know you're almighty God that have all power. There's nothing too hard for you to do. We know that you're the God that healeth thee. You heal all manner of sickness and disease. We know that if we need money, God, we know that the earth is yours, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. We know that you can open a financial door 
quickly. We know that you can give unexpected miracles in finances, Lord. Do it today for your people in the name of Jesus, those that stand in need. We ask this morning that you would lead in God here in the right path today for your name's sake. Have your way here this morning and bless your people. Father, we need you today. We can't make it without you. We're only used to you. We're not used to what the enemy brings. We're used to you. And you bring good gifts. You bring blessings. You bring miracles. You meet need. You give desires of hearts. You, you give wants, oh God. Nothing evil. Hallelujah. So we thank you this morning. And Father, as people go out today to vote, we ask that you would give us the person that you put in place. Many times you allow people to come in and God, we don't even know it. You put them in office and we against them because we don't understand. We, we heard a little bit about them and we went crazy. Because no matter how much we investigate, nobody knows the very intent of a man or woman's heart but you. We hear what they say. And many times we see what they do. But, Lord, if it be your will today, only if it's your will, mm, thank you, Jesus. But, Lord, we didn't need a king. We need a God that have all power. But nonetheless, you give man what he asks for. <laughs> and, Father, I ask today that you would bless widowers and bereaved families and accessory prayer people. Every caller and every listener, every family member, every friend, near and far. Bless those that are in every branch of the military, those that are incarcerated, widowers, bereaved families, intercessory prayer people, preachers, Israel, Jerusalem, all our brothers and sisters overseas, God, and especially those that can't pray out loud, can't study out loud, can't mention your name out loud. Lord, loose your angels. Put a hedge of strong protection around them in the name of Jesus. And Father, I ask today that you continue to bless America and the leadership of America. Continue to have mercy, O oh God. Hmm. Continue to let your grace abound. And Lord, what? The believers, your people, the people of God, the true people of God, Lord, lift us up and strengthen us today. Move for us in a special way that we'll draw closer to you. Lord, show us how to stir up the gifts in us. Set us on fire for you. That we'll proclaim your gospel. We'll pray for folks everywhere. We'll lift up your name so that you can draw. Help us today, Lord. Help us to take our eyes and heart out the world. Oh, and look at heaven. Hallelujah. Look at your return. In the name of Jesus, we ask it all. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We ask it all in your son Jesus' name. And we thank you this morning for hearing us. We thank you for answering us. Hallelujah. We thank you for showering us with uncommon miracles and blessings this day. Woo! Glory to his name. Hey, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. 
Hallelujah. To Sister Angela Foote, I knew yesterday, some way, somehow, I would hear from you. I, I didn't know how, but I knew I would hear from you yesterday because you just kept coming to my mind. You just kept coming to my mind. And I said, I'm going to call, Angela. I'm going to call. Never did get around to the call. And uh, last night I heard, hallelujah, God is good to us. I can thank on somebody. And this is why I try to explain to people, you don't have to seek people for a word. You don't have to seek the prophet for a word. You don't have to harass your pastor. You can thank on some things. Well, I can thank on things and God will bring it to pass. I can think on someone, I'm going to hear from them, uh, some way, either I'm going to see them, or I'm going to get a call from them, a text, or something. Somebody going to say something on Facebook. Yesterday, an old, old friend of mine, teenage girl, liking boys, she and I used to hang out. That was Thelma's sister. I got to hear from her, hadn't heard from her in a many a years. Got to hear from her on yesterday. Let me tell you, God is real if we make him real. But we got more of our eye in the world and in our feelings than we do in God and the spirit of God. I'm just telling you the truth. Because if your eye is on God and you're walking in the spirit of God, you're not panicking. You're not, uh, let me hear what they got to say. Now, that's not where you are. Because see, you trusting in you, you trusting in your feelings. He said, trust, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. He's going to direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. But we caught up in the our feelings. But God is going to show us one day. He's going to show us. All that he was doing was for naught. That wasn't, that wasn't even necessary. I was there all the time. Hallelujah. I was there. Oh, guess he is. Oh, all the time. I'm waiting patiently in line. I was there, oh, all the time. God is here. Oh, I feel the spirit of the Lord moving all the time. Hallelujah. God is here, oh, all the time. He's waiting patiently, oh, just for me. God is here all the time. He said he'll never leave us, nor forsake us. He will be with us until the end. He's here all the time. He's not going nowhere. If we'll reach out to him, he'll reach right back to us. Right now, right now, this month, as I begin to sing, I begin to feel the presence. Why? I reached out to touch him. He reached back and touched me to let me know I hear you. <laughs> hey, this is unto me. This is not unto you or no one else. This, what you're doing is praising me. Hallelujah. 
but we, we give too much to the devil. We give too much to the flesh. We give too much we give too much to our feelings. Yeah. I got to do something because see, you don't have to do nothing really but trust God. And 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 listen. Listen to him. I bought an ice chest uh, a while back. Could have been over six weeks or eight weeks ago. And I was thinking about things this morning, and it come to me, you got an ice chest, you got plenty of ice. I bought ice packs, all kind of stuff. So if you need to keep some meat cold, you can. And then I bought, <laughs> anyway, God prepare us. He prepare us. Yeah, he will prepare us. You won't even know what you're preparing for, and when that day comes that you need it, it's there. Our glory to his majesty. I don't know about anyone else, but this is the way he he does me. Now, let me tell y'all something. I I really needed something done. I, I, I You know, I love that testifying. I love to talk of his goodness. Tell of his wonders works. Make known his deeds among the people. I love doing that. Yesterday, I well, it, it, it was Friday and Thursday, Wednesday last week that we I needed something, and I kept putting it off, putting it off, and I kept looking at my money and I kept putting it off. Y'all got to know this, and I'm trying to be careful with the spending because I'm trying to become debt free. I'm trying to get some bills paid off, some things paid off. And then that money that I was giving to all of that, I can give it to ministry. So I'm able to help some people. So look, yesterday I was on the couch and it come to me, you need to get this done of all things. I don't want to say what it is because I don't want people to feel bad. But anyway, you need to get this done of all things. So it just come to me. I just started looking for the answer. Found the answer. Call some other places, they were closed, but I'll call this one number by mistake. And in a few minutes, the person called me back from the number and gave me the name of the business and said, you called, someone called me, da, 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 da. I said, yes, I called you and I explained the situation. He gave me one of his uh, situations that his experience or what he had experienced. So we laughed and talked and the price he quoted me, I couldn't believe it. And I said, well, okay, Lord, I don't want to spend money on this because I'm trying to not spend money on a credit card in no kind of way. I'm trying to pay every card off and be done with it. Well, all of a sudden, I hear Cash App go off. And when I looked, it was the exact amount he told me. Y'all don't hear me today. It was the exact amount that the man said he charged. And I had told him, I said, listen, I'm going to give you an extra $10 tip. I said, I'm going to give you $10 for a tip. I said, because you can buy one gallon of gas and a, and a drink, you know, a soft drink, a soda. And we laughed and we laughed and we went on. Now, the name is Angel. That's the name of the business because the owner, his name is Angel. Do y'all hear that? When God is for you, who can be against you? He gives the desires of our hearts, but we got to trust him. We got to give him our hearts. 
We got to give God our mind. All of the time we taking to spend on natural things and our feelings and all this stuff, we need to take that time and give it to God. And see, when you're a chosen vessel, you know some things. When you're called, you know some things. And when, when you've been somewhere into something and God bring you out and you know he brought you out, you, you can't help yourself. You, you can't give nothing else, nothing but God. You know why? You know where he brought you from. See, everybody don't know where I've been and where I come from. Everybody don't truly know. You heard my testimony, but you wasn't there. You wasn't going through it. So you don't truly know just how he brought me out. Just, ooh, how he set me free. I feel like a running coming. I'm so great, but I can never forget him for earth. Thank you, Lord Jesus, mm, for what he's done for me. Look, when I look back there and I look today, it's like between day and night. It's a difference. He don't leave me. He don't forsake me. He don't really get angry with me. What he does is he sit back and wait for me to straighten and come to my right mind. Hey, did you see that? And many times you don't have to tell me. I see it. I know it. I have to repent. I have to say I'm going to do better. I work on doing better. He began to show me morning devotion. Uh, you need to do this. Show me studying that work. You need to do that. Yeah, he's that kind of God. Because everything going to perish but his word. Everything is going to fail but the word of God. Everything going away but him. He's the only thing going to remain for us. So why am I holding on to the world and the things in the world and my feelings? Now, I'm going to hold on to him that will be there tomorrow for me. I know he holds my future. My life is worth living just because he lives. Not because I'm living, because I can't do nothing for me. Without him, I can do nothing. So because he lives, I can face tomorrow. But people can't do it. They can't give up. They can't let go. This is my life. I've been living like this. So you need the spirit of God. You need the Holy Spirit, truly the real Holy Spirit that will really keep you, that will minister to you, that will tell you don't go left, go right. Don't go right, go left. That's what we need. And if we don't have that, I'm telling you, we're going to be like the world, messed up. Messed up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, move this morning, Lord. Move for Louis in the eye in the name of Jesus. Heal today, God. Oh, with your stripes, he already healed. You took a beating for the healing of the nation. And we're pressing in right now concerning Louis' eye. That you heal today, Father. In the name of Jesus, stop the pain, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You didn't say we had to beg. Father, you said ask and it'll be given. Seek and we'll find. Knock and the door will be open. Hallelujah. We come into you with the asking, the seeking, and the knocking unto you, O God. No one else. 
moved by your spirit this morning. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, His Majesty. Hey, glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. There's none like him. Listen, uh, we're going to prayer, and when we come out of prayer, I have one request this morning, and uh, after this request, uh, we'll come back and talk a little bit more, encourage a little bit more, and uh, then we're going in with the wolf is at the door. Hallelujah. Instead of playing testimonies, I thought I would testify today, but the wolf is at the door. He's not coming to the door. He's at the door. And if your house is not built on a solid foundation, he's getting in and destroyed. And he's going to destroy from outward all the way in. Yeah. So we want to get it right with the Father this morning. Father God, Jehovah. We want to get it right with him this morning. The Father of Jesus. Hallelujah. Through his son, Jesus. We want to get it right today. Time is winding up. Yeah. At my age, I can't say I'll be here tomorrow. But I thank God for each morning he wakes me up closed in my right mind. I have the youth and activities of my limb, life, health, and strength. And I'm learning the more I walk, the better the knee feel. Huh? You ain't heard me complain about that knee in a few minutes, have you? Yeah. Hallelujah. Because he lives, I can hear that, I can hear that. I can face tomorrow, mm. ah, because God lives, mm-hmm. all fear is gone, because I know he holds my future, and life is worth the living just. Because he lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fix the knee. Y'all don't understand. Fix the knee. Boy, I hit that knee, I would almost just pass out. It hurt so bad. Found a way. He showed me a way. And the more I walk on it, the better it feels. Oh, y'all don't understand this morning. He's got a mighty sweet way. He loves us. And when we go to him, I've been going through a thing with indigestion here lately. Because I'm going to tell you what I did. I did wrong. I ate some wings from one of the pizza, not my regular pizza place. I eat Papa John. I went over to Domino's listening to some craziness. The pizza so good, even a Domino. No, the pizza so bad. Till a fool will eat it. I ate the wings and the taste like they was boiled with barbecue sauce. Didn't even put them in a toaster oven. And I ate that. And after I ate that, ever since then, I, sh- I never should have touched it. That was not for me to eat. Go in there and cook some, uh, what the fuck is Brussels sprouts. Go on in there and heat up some cauliflower. Yeah, go on and roast y'all some carrots and things. But no, I had to get the dominoes. It made me sick, gave me indigestion. And every morning I wake up with indigestion. And all day I can feel it. Some people say, oh, that's acid reflux. All in my left side. 
But yesterday he told me what to take, and I took it. And I was good last night. Drank more water, drank more water. Instead of eating something, drank more water. Yeah, because for some reason when I feel full, it don't bother me. But as I start to feel hungry, I can feel it in my chest like and in my left side. And it moves around. That's the sad part. <laughs> but God is good. God is good. Yes, he is. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you this morning for all that has been said and done here. We come back before you this morning, Lord, because we love coming before you. We love talking to you. We love spending time with you. We love fellowshipping with you. And Father, we ask today that you would have your way here, but in a mighty way. Lord, let them come out with great testimonies unto you. And let them not be afraid to talk of your wondrous works and make known your deeds among the people. Help us all today to come up in you. Help us all to lift up the blood-stained banner. Lord, help us to sit on the hill with the candle burning bright. That, Lord, we'll lead others to you. We ask this morning for the state of Florida that if it be your will, God, No calamity shall come to Florida. No hurricane, no storm, none of that. God, we know that you can dissolve it out into wherever it is before it even hit, before it even get into Miami. God, we know you're able. Many are not prepared. So, Father, we ask that you would move on this storm, on this hurricane, cast it back to the pits of hell in the name of Jesus. But we know that the devil is the prince of the air, moved by your spirit. Rebuke it for our sake. Lord, we would appreciate the rain. Yeah, we appreciate the rain, but God, we don't want no high winds tearing up nothing. We don't want nothing that's going to destroy nothing in the state of Florida. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Lord, anywhere else that's being threatened by weather, God, we ask that you would take control and fix it for the sake of the people. In Jesus' name, we're asking it all. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to one more song of the morning, and uh, when we come back, we're coming back to talk a little more, and then we're going in with the wolf is at the door. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
Take it up one more time, every way. 
every praise, every praise is to our God. Mr. Hezekiah Walker this morning in every praise. Oh, yeah. And it should be to our God. He's our healer. He's our deliverer. He's our savior. He's our way out of no way. Hmm. He's our King of Kings, our Lord of Lords. Mm-hmm. He understands when other people don't. He's there all the time. We say one thing, people think of it and take it as another way. Sometimes people, you know, they don't come out and tell you, oh, that's a lie. They don't come out and say that, but in their mind, that's what they're saying. Oh, that ain't right. Oh, this and that, that and this. But I know a Savior who makes it all right. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. What a God we serve. Yeah. And that's what we got to do too, y'all. We must serve God. Yeah. We must serve him. With all our hearts, with all our soul, with all our mind. With everything we got. We should serve God. Yeah. We should give him everything. And love him. I'm telling you. I am telling you. We should love him. Get over them feelings. Get past your feelings and love God. Give him more than you give yourself and watch what happened to you. Pray for holy boldness that you can open your mouth anywhere at any time and declare God is. Jesus is. Anywhere. You're not ashamed of the gospel. Nowhere you go. Yeah. Not only that, you can't you cannot hang out <clears throat> with who is not hanging on to him. If they're not holding on to God, you can't hang with them. Because, see, they ain't going to move by their feelings, what they're feeling. They're not going to move according to the Spirit of God. And we got to move according to the Spirit. Because, see, now I know he preached this a while back. But the wolf is closer to the door today. Yeah, the wolf is closer to the door. He's closer than he's ever been. Yeah, but we won't see that. We think it's it's just going to continue to be business as usual. We're going to continue to make money. We're going to continue to try to get more money. We're going to continue to shop. We're going to continue to eat. Everything, look, there's a day coming when all of this will end. Will you be prepared when it ends? When you can't just reach out no more, what, what? To the grocery store. They can't they can't even bring it to your door. What will you do? You didn't notice you, you, you were thinking it was gonna be business as usual. Everything was gonna be the norm. I often say this, I woke up, I went to bed one night and everything was all right. People was making money. I think I, I even had a little something going, making a little few dollars here and there, and it was good. I wake up the next morning, I hear panic in the air. 
people contacting me, Shantae calling me. They say it's a thing called a coronavirus out here to kill your mama. <laughs> if you're around people, you need to mask up. You need to do this. You need to do And then they, they showed all this stuff. It's happening all over the world, mama, the whole world. Some people looked at God then and they decided to go to him, you know, and say they believed in his son and this and that. They got scared. And I, I believe in scaring people to God. I sure do. You need to be scared. Because you should be afraid of hell, I tell you that, and the devil. You should be real afraid because they don't love you. Hell don't love you and, and the devil don't either, but it's God. He so loved the world. But I went to bed and woke up with a pandemic of coronavirus. We can go to bed. Uh, we, we don't even have to go to bed before lunch things could get real bad. Who will you depend on? What will you do? I prepare. I have all kinds of stuff. But listen, I do that to show an effort to the Lord. What I can do, I'm willing to do it. But that that I've done may not be worth nothing. Because it may be a whole different thing come, a whole different way. We got to trust God today. He's our only source. He's our only resources. He's all we need. He should be all we want. Come out of self-feelings. Come out of them feelings. Because no matter what we do, we never know what's coming. With all my preparation. Non-perishable foods, all kind of stuff. Water, you just don't know. Guess what? I wasn't prepared for coronavirus. I didn't have no mask and gloves in here. Well, I had gloves, I think, because of dishwashing. But I ain't have no good mask in here. And I had uh, Lysol because I just used Lysol spray and liquid Lysol. But I didn't have cases of it in here. If that thing had rolled on for three or four years, I didn't I didn't have enough stuff to, to take care of coronavirus. That was a whole nother thing that I never expected that came along. We can prepare the best that we can. But your best defense is God through his son Jesus. I'm just telling you today, because there are a few more things coming our way. You, you, you haven't seen the end of foolishness yet. That devil is not through with us. Yeah, with the earth. Yeah, because the Antichrist, he out more and more to show himself. But it's all right today in Jesus' name. Yeah, God has it all in control. Yeah. He put the reassurance way down in our soul. God has it all in control. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So look, uh, we're going and get started with uh, uh, the wolf is at the door. And uh, I'm excited. Let me see if I can find it because I love this one right here. I love listening to this man teach this thing. Yeah. So let's take a look. Listen. My message is entitled, The Wolf is at the Door. The wolf is at the door. 
Father, I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, for your word. It's a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. I thank you, Lord, for the indwelling presence of your Holy Spirit that gives us new hearts, Lord, so that we can stretch out beyond our limitations and be ambassadors of you and your word to all who can still hear. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing of your spirit. I thank you for courage and compassion today, God, to speak things that need to be spoken in this generation. Help us, Lord, as a church, never to back away from truth. Help us to go forward and let it fall where it may. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. The wolf is at the door. Isaiah chapter 53. Prophet Isaiah says these words. Who has believed our report? Beginning at verse 1. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You know, it's, it's so important before we even begin to look at this passage of Scripture to understand that it was a religious system that crucified Christ. You know, we understand that the Roman authorities were the instruments of his death, but it was the religious order of the day created by God's own people that put the Son of God on a cross. There were leaders in that generation, and they had, they had used their position over the people to garner titles for themselves. They had adorned themselves in righteous robes as they saw it, and they, they loved to parade among the people, as Jesus said, and be called master, teacher, teacher, teacher in the marketplace. But Jesus himself came in a form that he did not take on this form of grandeur that men give to themselves. And also, too, they created a system of salvation that was much wider and much more inclusive than the one that God had given to us. As a matter of fact, it was so narrow that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. They were so offended when he challenged their religious system because they had, they had created this wide door into eternal life and eternal bliss with God that doesn't exist. All kinds of people were coming into the temple defiled and going out defiled. They were living in manners and ways that the Bible clearly indicated would leave them excluded from the kingdom of God forever. And so in comes this man. He's not interested in their system. He's not trying to garner one of their titles. He's not doing things their way. The Bible says there was no beauty in him that we should desire him. He's not dressed in righteous robes. He's, he's not got boxes on his forehead. He's not walking around with tassels on his arms. He's not parading like some rooster before the people. 
talking about how close to God he actually is. They despised him and rejected him because he challenged the religious system. They had created a system of redemption that did not exist. Do you understand? And that's the propensity of humankind. The original sin in the Garden of Eden is that we can be as God is. Remember, we can, we can become judges of what's good and what's evil. And if you take that to its logical extension, we can start declaring things that are, that are God forgives when he doesn't. We can start declaring behaviors righteous when they're not. We can start telling people they're going to heaven when they aren't. That is the grave, grave danger of religion. When humankind in its sin nature is allowed to take it and so twist it and so pervert it that it becomes something that God never intended it to be. Can you imagine sitting in a place as a professed or supposed believer in Christ only to end up at the throne of God one day to find out you've been outside the whole thing all along? What a tragedy that's going to be for so many. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. There was a a heaviness in the heart of the Son of God as he looked on the people as sheep without a shepherd. But we hid our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. And we are, of course, reliving the scripture again in great measure in our day. In many, many places, even where God's people are gathering, the word of God is despised. And we are now gravitating to fancy preachers who have opened the door real wide to people who are not going to heaven, giving them false peace when they're not at peace with God. Mm-hmm. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5:17, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. Mm-hmm. The old things are what passed away, and behold, mm-hmm. all things are become new. If, if we are in Christ, if Christ is in us, That means a new value system. It means a new heart. It means a new mind. It means a new way of speaking, thinking, living. It means that what God says is good is good, and what God says is evil is evil. We don't try to change that. We accept that from the Word of God. Now, this message is given to shepherds to bring us not only to the knowledge of our salvation, but to the freedom which Christ bought for us. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his beating, as it is, that he took on the cross, we are healed. The old things don't have power over us anymore unless we choose to let them. The old ways of living, speaking, thinking, doing are broken. And we become new creations in Christ. We are able to look back and say, thank God I'm not what I used to be. Mm -hmm. I'm not everything that I hoped to be. But thank God I'm not what I used to be, and thank God I'm going to be one day what Christ is calling me to be. So there's this constant moving forward in the life of a genuine believer, leaving an old way of thinking, an old way of living, an old way of speaking, and moving to truth, even when it's painful. The book of Proverbs says, a righteous person swears to their own hurt and doesn't change. In other words, I say I'm going to do this, and I do it because God's word says I should, even if it causes me pain. And I don't turn from it. Now, Paul was this kind of a shepherd. He, he didn't hold back, as I said earlier. This is what he said in Acts chapter 20, verses 26 to 31. He said, therefore, I testify to you this day I'm innocent of the blood of all men. 
In other words, and this is the cry of my heart. If anyone here today hearing my voice ends up in hell, let it not be my fault. Let it never be because I didn't declare to you the whole counsel of God or I didn't warn you of something that had the power to drag you down into eternal darkness. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Paul says, for this I know, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone, he said, day and night with tears. Paul said there's going to be wolves that are going to come and they're all already, there's packs of them now. It's not just a few, there's many now in our generation. And they're going to come to devour the sacrifice of Christ and the promise of new life through him. They're going to promise you liberty as the scripture says in the New Testament, but they themselves are the slaves to corruption. They're promising something they're not experiencing themselves and they can't deliver it. Listen to what Jude says, the last book of the New Testament before the book of the Revelation. Verse 3 says, Behold, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities round about them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Here's what the wolves do. They teach that you can live a lifestyle against the word of God and still claim heaven as your eternal home. That is the wolf that's now at the door of the Christian church in America. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 to 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Be, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, that means people who engage in sexual intercourse outside of the bonds of marriage between one man and one woman. Fornicators are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Settle it, it's in the word of God. Don't be deceived into thinking you can live in a moral lifestyle and heaven will still be your home. So hard for this generation to hear. When you've got preachers standing in pulpits saying, well, God understands your need and God is a God of love and God won't send anybody to hell. No, that's not true. God is a God of love. We know that. But the Bible tells us that fornicators have no inheritance in the kingdom of God. 
nor idolaters, people who have other loves in there, something that is in your life that, that is, is, is your whole obsession. Churches or Christ is just a little part of your life, but there's something else in your life that you're pursuing. Nor adulterers, people who engage, who are married, but engage. And, you know, today we take words like adultery and we call it an extramarital affair, as if it's a black tie event. You know, you are invited to an extramarital affair next Friday at 5 o'clock. The Bible calls it adultery. Adultery. Settle it. Deal with it. The sex outside of marriage will keep you outside of the kingdom of God. And sex outside of the bonds of the person that you are married to, the, wife, the man or woman you're married to, will also keep you outside of the kingdom of God, unless it's repented of nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. In other words, that's both, men and women. Folks, listen. I understand the dilemma, in a sense, uh, that some might face in same-sex attraction. But I'm telling you, you can't give in to that lifestyle on any level because the Bible clearly says it will leave you outside the kingdom of God. Jesus himself said, some people are eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven. In other words, some people just live their lives without any sexual activity for the kingdom of heaven's sake. And he said, whoever can hear this, let them hear it. You know, you can, you go to a funeral, for example, and you can dress it up with flowers all around and you can, there's a death certificate and the preacher can get up and say nice words. But the reality is that the corpse is still dead. You can't make it live. It doesn't matter what you do. And it's the same with homosexual marriage, folks. I've got to say it straight out today. I'm not going to hold back on it. You can adorn it with flowers. You can get a certificate from City Hall. You, you can find some backslidden preacher to say nice words about it. But the wages of sin is still death. You can't change that. Now listen, I'll be called a hater for, for this message today. I understand that. But I'm not a hater. If I hated you, I'd let you go to hell. If I hated you, I'd let you die in your sin. If I walk down the street and your house is on fire and you're up in your bedroom window and I don't warn you, Am I really a good neighbor? Do I really love you? Do I really care about your eternal destiny? You can curse me out of your bedroom window all you want, but I will still warn you that your house is on fire for your soul's sake. Nor thieves. Lest we should think that we're just going to focus on one thing. Nor thieves. That means people who steal. That's simple. People who steal, people who steal a little, they have a contract maybe and steal a little bit more than they should. Income tax time is coming around, folks. Are you going to pay your taxes? <laughs> nor covetous, nor drunkards. People who come to church this morning, but you were out at a club last night. You're drinking and dancing, and, and this foolishness, I'm out there to share the testimony of Christ. Who are you kidding? 
If you really are there to do that, stand on the sidewalk with pamphlets in your hand and give it to the drunks coming out of the club. You don't need to be in there with them. No revilers. You know, especially in, in this environment we're now living in, in this country at this time, where reviling has is is, is become the speech of the day, where it's, it's fashionable just to curse everybody around you. You know, Paul said revilers don't inherit the kingdom of God. We have a different heart. We have a different spirit. We're, we're a different kind of people. Jesus himself said, blessed are the peacemakers. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. Nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. I love that. Would be to God that I can honestly say that of everybody here today. Such were some of you. But you are sanctified. That means you are set apart for the kingdom of God. You are, you, 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 you honestly repented. You walked away. You moved away from what God's word says is wrong. You can't make it right. You can't change it. It doesn't matter if a million people say, oh, isn't this wonderful? If God's word says it's not, it's not. You are sanctified. You walked away. You walked away from these old ways of thinking, these old behaviors and all of these things. And you set yourself apart for the kingdom of God. You're justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Now, you and I are living in an hour where the wolf is heading to the door of the church, demanding in our generation that we bow down to this new definitions of good and evil. This is where we're living. The days of being able to say without penalty, what I'm saying today are, are over. If they're, not, if they're not over, they're very close to over. It's an amazing time that we're now living in. Jesus said in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. This is the point. There's a lot of hirelings and a lot of pulpits in America today. And they're, they're, they don't necessarily leave the people, but they leave biblical truth. They flee the truth when the wolf is at the door. When the wolf says, if you don't bow down, this is our golden statue. This is what this generation is going to look like. This is what you'll preach. These are the truths that you will espouse. They will bow down when the music plays to save themselves because it's always been about themselves, not about the people. The hireling will flee. And you, will, you are seeing and you will see a huge departure from biblical truth in the Christian church in this last hour we're living in. The Bible declares that there's going to be an apostasy, a great falling away in the last days from biblical truth. And the hirelings will lead the people, not into the narrow way of eternal life, but into that broad way of destruction. And they flee because it's always done about them. It's been about the robes. It's been about the praises of man. It's been about the titles. It's been about the numbers. It's been about the apparent evidences of success. Then when Christ comes and challenges them, they hate him. His own system hated him. His own people hated him. They pushed him away because he declared their definitions of salvation and truth to be bankrupt. He told them they were full of dead men's bones. He said, you go cross land and sea to get one convert, and you make him twice the child of hell that you've become. 
These are the words of Christ. He warned us in the last days there would be a great falling away. He warned us. He said, you're going to be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You can't escape that. That's a promise in the word of God. We're going to be hated. It's starting now. You're seeing it in society. You're seeing it in the workplace. You can't even have an opinion on things anymore in this generation that we're now living in. Let me say it clearly now. Abortion. For the cause of birth control. Or, or so the pe- I understand there are extenuating circumstances. So please don't misquote me on this. But for the cause of just birth control. Or for the cause of having sexual pleasure. And not having to deal with the life that it can create. Is sin. In the sight of a holy God. It's a terrible sin in the sight of a holy God. In America today, the deliberate gender confusing of our children in grade school is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our high schools, forbidding our children to pray and creating this fictitious division between the state and the church, which doesn't exist. If you really study it, you'll understand it never existed. It was created by the godless. Forbidding our children to pray in our schools is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our colleges, allowing godless professors to rise up and mock God and radicalize a whole generation against even their own nation that was founded by God for the purpose of being able to worship according to the word of God and freely by conscience is sin in the sight of a holy God. And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So let this society despise him. Let them consider him ordinary. Let them rebel against his words. But this day, as Joshua once said, if it be hard to follow the Lord, that's your choice. Choose this day. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. By the grace of God, we will not bow before the wolf in this generation. By the grace of God, we will stand for the truth of God. By the grace of God, we will pray again. We will pray again as a church age. By the grace of God, we will stand up unashamed for the truth of Jesus Christ. We stand on the side of victory. We stand on the side. We stand on the side of eternal life in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. And as uh, David the king once did, we will stand in this generation against the lion and the bear and everything that comes in to devour our children and to devour the people of God. 
It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to rise up. It's time for the people of God to fight back. It's time for us to begin to pray. It's time to run for public office. It's time for teachers to speak. It's time. It's time for the people of God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Glory, 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 glory. The true shepherds of God in this generation are going to care more for the people than for their own safety. More than our own reputation. It's not going to be an easy road. But I don't know about you, but I'm not giving up this generation to darkness. I'm going to stand because the word of God stands forever. The opinions of men are like grains of sand on the seashore. They'll fall into nowhere. But the word of God abides forever. Now here's where I conclude. If you're living in sin, I plead with you, while there's still time, turn. Turn from it. And trust God for the strength. I know there's some sitting here or listening online or they're in the annex and they say, you don't know how deep the bondage is. You don't know how powerful the draw is no I don't but I know the spirit of God is more powerful than all of that put together and I know the promise of God is that we will have a new life an eternal life the days of living in Christian ease is over in America folks it's over we're about to join our brothers and sisters in China and other places who are being persecuted for what they believe. In Iran, who are being jailed and put to death for believing in Christ. We've lived a very comfortable, very lazy Christianity in America, but those days are over. The wolf is now at the door. Pray for those of us who lead in any capacity that God would give us courage. As I pray for you, that God would give you a cleanness of life and practice and heart and give you the courage to speak up in whatever environment you find yourself in. Our children are starving for truth in this generation, and they're wide open. There's only a few Goliaths that claim that they have the power to keep us from being the people of God, but they don't. So I challenge you with all my heart, turn from sin, find that new life in Christ's and rise up and be the person that God's called you to be. We're going to sing for just a few moments. We're going to worship. I guess my other call is just twofold today. It's for people that say, oh God, help me please to turn from this thing in my life. I don't have to tell you what it is. You already know. Help me to turn away from watching pornography help me to turn away from drink help me God to turn away from that flirtation in the office help me God help me God to stop railing get me off get me out of the seat of the scornful and help me to walk with the righteous deliver me God from cowardice 
and put a love for people in my heart that casts out all fear. Give me a voice to call this generation back to you again. And God help me not to cower under the fear of the repercussions that will come all of our way. You know, I was in Washington and there's an ex-general there who really gives courage to my heart every time I meet him and talk with him. And essentially, what he would say if he were standing here is, you have to fight for a cause higher than your own preservation. If it's just about preserving yourself, you'll flee when the enemy comes. If it's about others, you'll stand. May God give us the courage in this generation to stand for those that don't have a voice for themselves, for our children, for the unborn, for our high school students, for our college students, for every mother, every father, every child in this country that needs to know there's a Savior who died for them. Give us the grace to be kind and compassionate to all not judging anyone, we leave that to God, but reaching as far as we can reach into this mass of fallen humanity with this message of incredible grace that belongs to every person who turns to it through Jesus Christ. So Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you will today cause your kingdom to advance. You will give us the strength and courage that we now need as a people to stand against the onslaught of wickedness that wants to extinguish the testimony of your life and word. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for courage for your people as others throughout the world have had to have. God, deliver us, Lord, from this life of ease that so many of your people have known and bring us into the true fight for the souls of men. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. God, we yield our bodies today to this purpose. We thank you in Jesus' name. So we're going to stand in a moment. For those who just, you just know you have to turn from something. And for those who want to turn towards Christ, maybe you don't have a struggle that I'm talking about in your life, but you say, God, I, I'm stuck in neutral. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going back and I'm not going forward. But today you say, I want to make a difference. I want my life to count. I want my voice to have authority. If that's you, we're going to stand. I'm going to ask you to make your way here. We're going to pray together and believe God to answer our prayer. In the annex, you can make your way here. We'll wait for you in the campus churches. Step between the screens, if you will. We'll be back in just a moment. Uh, every time I look at people at this altar, I see a mighty army of God. I, I do. I honestly do. So, Father, I pray today, Lord, that you would give every man, every woman, every young person who is at this altar who are responding in our campus churches or at home, courage, courage, Lord, and compassion. Lord, your word speaks of a perfect love that casts out fear. So, God, give us a love for people that we would not be afraid to speak truth without condemning them, without railing, just loving and speaking the truth. Father, help those that are caught in sin to turn from it. 
Help us as your people, my God, to be clean. We who bear the treasure of Christ in these earthen vessels, cleanse us, God, of impurity and mixture and things that cause your voice not to be heard or your heart not to be seen. Give us the grace we need to be the people of God. Lord, help us. Help this nation. Give us a moment of mercy, Lord, to turn back to you again. Give us the grace to pray. Heal our homes, our families, our marriages, our children. My God, deliver us, Lord, from those that crept in to our schools, our colleges, and our high schools, Lord, and took captive our children. Deliver us, God, from this moment. As you delivered your people out of Egypt, deliver us, God, from those who are throwing our children into the river of confusion. Forgive us, Lord, as a people, as a nation, for what we allowed in our laziness to come into our borders. Forgive us, Lord God, for abdicating the training of our children and giving it to others, Lord, who took advantage and began to steal them from your kingdom. God, help us now to take our rightful place. Help the fathers here to take their place as the head of their home, as the guide, the spiritual guide of their families. Help the mothers to understand the incredible power that they have. Lord, it is truly said that the hand that rocks the cradle shapes the nation. That's true. That's true. I pray, God, for every, every woman here. God, I ask today, Lord, uh, that even from this meeting today, people would rise up and find your will and walk into it, Lord, with faith. Whatever it is, wherever you lead us, take us, Lord. We dedicate our lives to you, Lord. We dedicate our futures to you. We thank you for covering our past and our present failure and giving us the promise of new life into the future. Lord, we will not despise you. We will not turn our faces from you or lightly esteem you. Your word is the truth, Lord. It is the only guide we have into eternal life. So God, God help us, Lord. Help us to learn your word, to study your word, to know your word, and to cherish your word. Father, thank you for the great fruit that will be born into your kingdom just from the lives that are here at the altar and on their knees in their homes right now. Just thank you for the great fruit that will be born for your kingdom's sake. Lord, we bless you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God.
there. Hallelujah, Mr. Van Morrison this morning. I always favor that little song right there because whenever God shines his light on us, he makes things so much better. Yeah. He gives us the opportunity to even do some things so we can prove to ourselves that he is. But it takes faith and take trust in him. He said we could heal the sick. We could raise the dead. We could cause the lame to walk again. But where's our faith? Real faith. Where's our trust? Real trust. Yeah. Thank you, Brother Lewis. I was playing, and I keep forgetting I have to download things into the studio these days. I used to be able to play it from YouTube, and you could just hear it. But now if I don't make it MP3, MP4, and download it, you can't hear it. So I'm so sorry. I wasn't all for it. It didn't stop, you know, playing. It's just that I have to play it from the studio and nowhere else. Listen, the studio is open this morning. If there's anyone with a testimony or there's something you would like to say or uh, it may be good morning, it may be a poem you want to read, you may have a prayer request, uh, you may want to share something about the storm, the hurricane, whatever it is this morning, feel free to press the number one and come in. I try to give people um, the opportunity to encourage others. There are some preachers, they never get a chance to speak. You know, at that church, I try to give people a chance. But I guess it depends on who we're reaching. Yeah. And, oh, when I tell you the masses, that they groves and groves of people, I'm like, Lord, have mercy on all these people and what they're following. What a sad occasion. It'll make you weep because you know they following the wolf and not the lamb. Yeah, you know they following the wolf and not the lamb. They're not even thinking about a lion, the wolf. And again, the sad part, they don't know they're on their way to a bad situation and a bad place. Because people think, and I'm guilty of it from my childhood and my young adulthood. But when I learn better, I do better. I always thought when a person dressed real nice, when a person drove a nice car, they lived in the house on the hill with a dog named Fluffy. I associated that with them being a good person with a good heart. Not so. Not true at all. Not true at all. You can see these people dressed up and appear they got money. They doing real good in life, hard black, hard evil. So we can't judge the book by the cover. I, I've seen churches that pull people up that's dressed really nice, you know. They got the church outfit on, you know, the, the uniform church stuff, you know. They got the suit on. They got the dresses on with the hats and the Everything match and all this madness. And they bring them up front. And because you're not dressed up like that, they pay you no, they won't even call your name. I've been treated that way. And look here, the pastor had no idea he did me that way. He had no clue. And guess what I did? I sailed on down the line. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I went on my merry way. Yeah. Because of this, 
Man look on the outer appearance, and we think what we see on the outside proves what's on the inside. No, ma'am, and no, sir. I'm telling you, they dressed up. They looking good. They and look here, sounding good in some places. They really sound like they got the Holy Ghost. They really sound like they really serving God. They for God. And all of that is false. I'm telling you, we got to open our eyes today. We must be led by the Spirit of God. If not, we'll be tricked. You say the very elite in God will be tricked. Because, see, they got some stuff for you now. But, see, what keep me blessed, I hang on to the old way. <laughs> if it's not the old way, I don't want none of it. Because this new way is leading you straight to hell. I'm telling you the truth. People don't like to hear this. People don't want the truth. They want something that's going to make them feel good, but you got to come out your feelings. It's not in how you feel. It's in what you know. It's not because I feel the presence of the Lord many mornings here. Or I'm in the kitchen and I feel wherever, uh, uh, when I go to church, I feel the presence. It's not in that feeling. It's in me knowing, and by knowing that he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligent to seek him. It's in my knowing that my redeemer lives. He redeemed me back unto himself. It's in my knowing, great is he that lives within me than he that is in the world. It's in my knowing, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. I know. It ain't in how I feel. Feelings going to destroy many of us. Our wrong thinking is going to, because we're thinking it's this way, but we're going to be destroyed for it because it's not right. This is what I thought. There's a way that seemed right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. We got to make our calling and election sure with almighty God who have all power. And when I tell you this thing is wrapping up, time is winding up. The wolf is already at the door. He's not coming to the door. And he's turning the handle trying to get in. He's going to tell you, agree with this, agree with that. That's their business. Ain't nothing wrong with this, but we got to cry loud and spare not. Right is right and wrong is wrong. If God said it way back then with Adam and Eve, he's saying it today. If he said it way back there with Jesus and the apostles, he's saying it still today. Nothing has changed. He made things, God brought his son and made things easier for the believer, for the Christian. But nothing has changed. See, the world presents, and these false teachers, they present to you like something changed. God's word was that way yesterday, it's that way today, and it'll be that way forevermore. He said what he meant, and he meant what he said, and he won't change. God was that way yesterday, he's that way today, and he will be who he is forevermore. He don't change. But they make the people think they're getting a new gospel. Not only that, the people hear what they want to hear. See, they cipher through and pick and choose what they want. The truth, they don't want to hear a, a, a speaker speaking the truth. They don't want to hear the preacher preaching the truth. They want what they want. Now, if I come over here speaking prosperity, you know, all the time and 
I'm prophesying about the new car, the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. You're going to get a bunch of money. And these things, again, it just fall. Everybody just fall on everybody. Just Oh, you're going to get a husband within three days. Oh, you're going to get a wife within three days or, or, or six days. Uh, uh, this going to happen and that. Honey, it'll be running over over here because that's what folks want. He gave us 66 books. Why do I have to have the instant stuff? Why do I have to have the quick word? Because it's a word. What we need is the word because after God done done what he said in in a word, because he done gave us a a word. And what he said in a word uh, came to pass. Now what? You're looking for another word. Why not get in the word and it'll fix all of that? And if he got a word for you, he'll send it your way still. But you in the word of God. You don't even focus on a word. You don't even focus on them. That, let me tell you something. I've been walking this walk since 93. Don't make me perfect. I haven't arrived in heaven yet. I'm still striving for perfection. But I thank God I don't have to seek a word. But I have to seek the word. And I got to stay in the word. It's many days, many things come that make me want to step outside of the word. Yeah. Many times I want to use my mouth and straighten it. And the Lord said, no, ma'am, you're not going to use your mouth and straighten it. But you're going to use love and straighten it. Because he took me to the word because I asked him, what would it take to go back with him when he comes? He told me, he showed me in his word, love. Now, that's what he showed me. I don't know what he showed nobody else. But he showed me love. And loving kindness have I drawn thee. For God is love. This is how the world would know that we are of him for the love. It's love. I'm telling you, for God is love. I'm telling you. Everywhere I went, I was preaching at it, and these people told me, okay, you done preached enough on love. They going to tell God when it's enough because of what they didn't want to hear no more because they thought they had love. They ain't have no love. Love was far from them. You're doing things so people can see what you do. You want to bring all this stuff out, even at your house, so people can see what you got. Because you want people to look up to you for what you got. See, I learned a long time ago, I can't look up to you for what you got unless you got Jesus. Unless you're led by the Holy Ghost, then I'm going to look up to you. Because it's not you I'm looking to, it's him that's in you. Yeah, men don't understand, too, that come my way. They don't understand. <laughs> yeah, they, sometimes they think I'm mean and just too holy and I'm just... So godly until if you walk in my house, you just pass out under the anointing. Are you crazy? I almost gave the secret away. <laughs> but you got to have God. And the God in you got to agree with the God in me. And the God in you will let the God in me know who you really are. Because see, we can say it. I can come and say, oh, I'm uh, Barbara Kitman. Uh, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, I graduated from uh, the University of Phoenix. I attended Eugene J. Butler. 
or I can fix it all up. I'm friends with so and so and so on and and this celebrity and then I we go way back. I can give y'all the seal of foolishness. And that'll sound so good to you. But who am I? <laughs> What's really in me? Before the people and behind the scene, when nobody is looking, nobody's around, what is in me? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. I got to be the same when you're around that I am when you're not around. No need to change. They taught me this. People that's lying, they got to remember something. They got to remember, try to remember the lie. But people that just tell the truth, they never got to worry about it. Because anytime you, you can wake them up out of their sleep and say, hey, so they're going to tell you the same thing. You could ask them 10 years from now, but they're going to tell you the same thing. Why? It, it is what it is. I am who I am. No ass, no put on, none of that. I love them southern groceries that I should love. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's coming into the holidays. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to celebrate. I felt that Christmas last month or the month before. Yeah. I'm just looking at stuff and window shopping. Because I'm trying to become debt free this year. But I said, you know what I say to myself? I said, Lord, I'm not guaranteed to be here next year. Yeah. So if I enjoy this year, I know you'll make a way. So I, I feel the spirit of shopping. I, I think I'm going to get some stuff in. I started asking a few people a few questions. <laughs> yeah, I asked Louis about stuff. He said, oh, I got this and that. Oh, boy, I should have known. So now I got to keep looking. But God is faithful. And he wants us to love one another. And he said again, this is how the world will know that we are of him for the love we have one for another. But we too busy being jealous. We too busy fighting against each other. We too busy critiquing each other with a, a fine tooth comb and then we get the big magnifying glass to see if we can see any dirt on each other. That's crazy. You know, you you haven't been perfect. So why you got to find perfection in others? Pray for these people. In a sense, y'all pray for me. I need prayer. Yeah. But see, some folks think because you don't cuss, you don't drink, you don't smoke, they think you're holy. Uh-uh. I know folks drink wine more holier than them that don't drink, don't smoke, and don't cuss. Yeah, I'm telling you the two, they get that wine every day, <laughs> the big glass. Because it's not what go in you that defile you, but what comes out. See, that dirty cussing, that come from your heart. He cleaned you all the way up. You haven't allowed him yet. He said, put that filthy communication out of your mouth. But them that drink that wine, they're going to drink it with dinner. Sometimes they're going to drink it while they're watching TV. They might have a drink while they're talking to you Oh. Real wine. And they're not drunk. 
They like the taste of it. They're not, they, they're not going to drink enough to get drunk. They got a big glass, but it's not enough to get them drunk. I have one to tell me, ooh, I think I'm feeling materials. I'm going to put this glass down. I said, okay. Uh, and go right back to talking about the truth. I've had one that said, Lord, I think I overdid it. Forgive me. I won't have no more wine today. Okay. You see, they know their limit. But people will put you in the ground over That's them religion folk, religious folks that's trying to keep themselves. And if you go in their closet, all the skeletons and foolishness fall out their closet. You'll be like, oh, 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 I thought they was pure. Yeah, they are him uh, 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 making you feel bad, and they should feel worse than they made you feel because of what's in their closet. All kind of incest and all kind of foolishness at their own house that they keep sweeping under the rug. The daddy done ra- oh, come on now. But you got room enough to point your finger because you wear the big hat on Sunday to church. You bump rub elbows with the pastor wife. All kind of foolishness. These people think they something, and they think they're keeping themselves. I'm just telling you today. You know anybody like that? Talk about everybody, but never have nothing bad to say about themselves. I can tell you about me. I take self-inventory. Shantae and I was talking about that last night. You said, ooh, mama, I had to carry it before him. And I understand, because you got to carry it before God. You're not perfect. The first one without sin cast the first stone. So each one of us is true in God. You got to take them faults before us. You got to show yourself to you and God. And some days what you see, it'll make you cry sometimes. I have. And still do sometimes. There are days when I worked hard so a person could see God. And they look back and it's like they see. At it. I'm like, and then the Lord will let me know, hey, Barbara, that wasn't you. That wasn't you. That's my word. I, I, I'm the one that's the great judge, not you. You was a vessel I could use. That's as far as that goes. Yeah. I, I'm just telling you the truth. Don't think more of yourself than you are. Thank you, Brother Lewis. Do not think more of yourself than you ought. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were, they were, which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves oh my goodness Louis and robbers thieves that he didn't say just thieves are he said thieves and robbers all of them that came before me but see we gonna make it like I never been a thief I never been a robber I'm perfect I never lied you know I, I'm I'm too good for my own self so honest oh I can hardly walk because I'm just so righteous I'm just so above. <laughs> he said, all them that came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. 
I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Did you hear that? The thief comes not but for the kill and to steal and to destroy. I'm sorry, this is John, John chapter 10. We down at John 10, 10 now. The thief cometh but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is in hiding and not the shepherd whose own, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf cometh and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catches them and scattereth the sheep. Did y'all hear me? Did you hear me? Some of this we're accountable for because we heard Jesus, but we turned a deaf ear. Some parents know they're not leading their children right, but they ignore all of that because of their feelings. I'm telling you, we got to get out of these feelings. You know the child is wrong, but you're going to uphold him because your feelings, it'll hurt you to chastise. It'll hurt you to have your child put in the right place. These leaders. They know they're wrong. They don't care about the person. They care about the purse of the person. The wallet, the man wallet and the woman purse. That's what they care about. And to keep you coming back, they know what you like to hear because they did, they did a test. They did a test drive. So they saw what you like and what you stood up and yelled for, so they keep doing it. And none of that going to get you in with God. You're going to have more trouble then you have good, peace, joy, happiness. Some folk can't sleep. Some folk can't rest. No joy, no peace. Because they have that form of godliness, but they're denying the power thereof. And and, and it's about what people think about them. Yeah, all of this is in there. James 5 and 6, and confess your faults one to another and pray one for another, that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. But see, people don't seen so much crookedness and evilness and wrong in, in, in preachers in the churchmen. They don't tell nobody. They're not going to come and come. Well, if I tell her, everybody going to know it. If I go over there and share this with her, Everybody gonna know it. I thank God for Shante that I can tell her. Yeah. Hey, you know this, this, and this. What? I say, yeah, da 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 da. Yeah. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Louis, you done went on and preached this morning. Yeah, that's what we got to do. Pray for one another. When folks come and tell you what's going on, don't 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 say nothing about it to cut them down. 
Now, there are some things you have to tell the truth on. A, a brother called me yesterday, hadn't heard from him in a few minutes, but was thinking about it, and he called me. And I love his son. He got a cute little boy. I love that little boy. And uh, and he called me to give me a report on the baby. He knew he had to do that and send me pictures. He knew he had to do that, too. So I started speaking. It was me at first because I, I love the, the daddy, too, because to me, he's like a son. I'm, I'm talking about a close son. I'm not joking with you. I opened my mouth, and I started speaking to him, and the, and the spirit of the Lord took over. It was no longer I. And the things that come out my mouth, I couldn't be ashamed. I, could, I couldn't even do that because the Lord had spoke. And the Lord kept speaking. And he said, yeah, you're right there. I was just thinking on, that wasn't me, that was the Lord. He began to tell me some things. He, he, he had an accident on Friday. He began to tell me about it. And I saw the spirit of the Lord spared life. I saw the angel of the Lord protect him. And I went off to pray. The tears started. When I listened to him, guess what? I know it touched him because he was crying too. Oh, you got to know him. Y'all got to know him. You see that? That was real. That was real right in my face. And I told him, I said, the Lord kept you. He said, I know it. And because of my prayer, I said, because we can't, we can't change nothing. We can't do nothing. We can't fix nothing. We need God for everything. But there are things for us to do. He said, love one another. He said, confess them faults one to the other, to another and pray for each other, in other words. Pray for one another. You, you don't have to just confess your faults to anybody. You can confess your faults to somebody you trust. Even a good godly friend that has been a good friend to you, that you never heard nothing back that they said about you, if that's the way you feel. Because I'm telling you, it's not easy today. Some folk, oh boy, especially behind your back. I was going out to DM, out the tax collector's office with Jerry. And I was telling you, yeah, I talk about y'all behind your back. I said, Jerry, you ain't good for nothing. <laughs> and we just laugh. Yeah, Barbara, I do the same for you. I, I just talk behind your back. I don't talk in your face. And the things I'm saying, it ain't good things I say behind your back. He said, because Barbara, I say what? You ain't good for nothing. And we coming on out <laughs> collecting offers just rolling, just laughing, and the people look at <laughs> But you see that? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Joy, peace, and happiness. That's what I'm after. I love that laughter. Jerry said, Barbara, she said, I was sitting there looking at your hair and said, look at her hair all in place and everything. She got the ponytail holder on it right, and my hair done blowed all over my head. I'm, I'm sweating, and she over there, she said, Barbara, make me a ponytail. 
You don't have another ponytail hole. I said, no, dear, I ain't got nothing. Bobby, you ain't good for nothing. <laughs> I said, Jerry, I'm not good for nothing. No, you ain't good for nothing. So there was a lady, a white lady sitting behind her. The lady, <laughs> she couldn't help her. She said, I asked her. And so I got up and I took my, well, I took my ponytail holder off and gave myself one flat. And I was going to use it to put on Jerry's hair, but it, it, it wasn't going to work. So the lady behind her, she said, well, here, try this. Cute little ponytail holder with diamonds and things around it. So I put that on Jerry's hair. It worked. She come back. Yeah, that's good. Right there, Barbara. But uh, before, you just ain't good for nothing. <laughs> and we just, uh, and the lady behind us, we all just laughing. You see, God will bless you to find people you can trust with your secrets. You can't trust everybody with your secrets now. Because you, you're not supposed to let your right hand know what the left hand doing or the right hand know what the left hand doing. But there are some people you can confess your faults to. There are some people who will pray for you, and especially once you confess them faults. And then they'll tell you a few things about themselves and say, while we're praying, let's go ahead and pray for me too because I got this going on. Because we confessing this thing from our heart, and we want God to hear it too. And, Lord, we coming to you that you can fix it. So the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, that's the generic term man, man or woman, avail as much right there. Thank you, Brother Lewis, for scripture today. He'll post that scripture in a heartbeat. I love it. But we got to get right with God ourselves. Time out for foolishness. Folk don't like the truth. Oh, I done heard it. Yeah, because you, you're headed to hell. You're running straight to hell. They don't want to hear about that either. But God is coming back looking for his church without spot or wrinkle. And I'm seeing too many spots and wrinkles. So look, the studio is open. If anyone has something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in. If not, I will pray us out today, and we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So anyone have something they would like to say? Tomorrow we're going to go on and do the whole full spectrum of things because uh, I got some stuff, you know, planned out. But today I need to go early anyway. Yesterday, it, that was the move of the Lord. That wasn't me. But today I um, have some stuff planned. I had a man coming at 11 o'clock, so I need to get out and uh, prepare for some things before he get here. But uh, so if nobody have anything they would like to say, I will pray us out. God bless you, 708. Good to see your number. Good to see your number. God bless you this morning. And good morning to everybody. Good morning to your sister Irene and Sister Samoa, Brother Anthony, my God baby Laura. And our Sister Dorothy Goodman, Pastor David, good morning, good morning. God bless you, Sister Mary Ann, God bless you this morning. Thank God for each of you. Those that come through the archives and the podcast, God bless you this morning. Brother Mike, Sister Kim Hop, God bless you over there. Thank God for each and every one. And uh, we're going to pray out this morning, and we pray the Lord bring us back. Tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode 
of Jesus in the morning. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done. Thank you for your word today, Father. Your word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. If we're willing to follow it, God, it can only do it if we apply it. Father, we ask as we depart this morning that, God, we will continue to look to the hills for all of the things, all of the faults that we got going on, the things that are not right about us. Father, help us to continue to look to you, continue to ask you for your help. Father, your words said we're two or three together. So, Lord, there's someone I can share my fault with who will pray for me and pray with me. Help me, Lord, to open my eyes to see these things in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, when I say I, I mean us, all of us. Help us, Lord, this morning to come up in you. Let our yea be yea and our nay be nay. Help us to be quick to hear and slow to speak. Help us to walk in the spirit. Help us to walk by faith. And, Lord, help us to do the things that's pleasing and acceptable unto you this day in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we're taking it one day at a time. We can't do everything and looking at our future. We don't know what the future holds. Only you know. And we ask this morning, Father, that you would bless our going out, bless our coming in, meet the need in our lives this morning according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. We ask it all today in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, November the 8th. Look at that already, 2022. Eight days into this new month already. That time is clicking. Oh, yeah, we'll be at the Thanksgiving table in a few minutes. Hallelujah. So listen, we're going to our last song uh, of the day. And uh, after this song, we won't be coming back. Hallelujah. What the mercy of God can do. If you knew me then, you'd believe me now. He turned my whole life upside down. To the old and he made That's just what the mercy of God. Now I'm alive to tell the story How I've overcome His goodness and mercy And the power of His blood I'm so glad that my freedom Wasn't based on what I've done 
and the power of the blood. So much power in the blood. Power of the blood. 